You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have front row seats to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night, and it is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like you've never felt before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there's no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. Again, THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, enjoy the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Water Hockey. It's a beautiful Tuesday out. The uh, the snow has melted completely. We're back to damn near scorching temperatures. It's March in Texas, and we've got another fantastic episode of Water Hockey brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, don't forget to rush over to DraftKings.com. Make sure you use that promo code THPN to get in the games like you've never been before. Uh, real quick before we jump into the episode, Matias Yanmark just scored because, of course, of course, Matias Yanmark learned how to score. He's doing Yanmark things. Yeah, just Yanmark <laughs> things. Guys having the bounce back season of a lifetime. A um, couple things we want to get into. We've got awesome guests lined up for you guys. We'll dive into who we've got here in just a couple of minutes. Allen Americans had a stellar performance uh, over last week. Patrick and I were uh, lucky enough to hang out with Garrett from Texas Hockey Apparel. Got to meet a bunch of people from the Allen Americans fan base as well as the front office. All fantastic people. Um, Patrick, I feel like we went from flirting with the Allen Americans to just like straight up in a relationship overnight. Like we were spending the night at their at their house and they invited us in their, their you know, their private, you know, getaway. It was it was beautiful. That was a great time all around pregame. They had uh, what two dollar Lone Star Tall Boys? Yeah, can't be that. Texas Independence Day. Yeah, Texas Independence Day. They had a sweet jersey promo night. Jeff did not buy the biscuit jersey because it was way overpriced for uh, probably like size sixty four mascot yeah. jersey. Yeah, I really wanted that K nine jersey, but the 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 starting bid was two hundred and fifty dollars, and it jumped like three hundred in two minutes. And I was like, too rich for my blood. I'm not going to buy a jersey that says biscuit K nine on the back of it for three hundred and fifty dollars. So, but yeah, yeah I mean, the, it's a size eighty eight, so you can't really, yeah can't really wear it. Around. You just got to frame it and stick it up on the wall. <laughs> but, yeah, it was a, it was a great time. I mean, I was I was surprised that they had a. Uh, a steady core group of fans. They had chants going. They had one guy in the front that le- leads a uh, a goal chant, which he got to do five times, and he, he was super excited about. Highlight of his week. And all, all in all, just a great time. I'll definitely be back. We'll be back soon. Yeah, that being said, uh, definitely stay tuned to our social media and all the news that we've got coming up because there's some uh, 
there's a storm brewing, Mr. Wayne, and it's with the Allen Americans. So we'll definitely be uh, we'll be following back up. Uh, shout out to our boy Jesse Meachin. He's been an awesome supporter of the show. He's been you know lights out on the ice here recently. He had a fantastic game when we went to see him against. I believe it was the uh, the Utah Grizzlies. Was Grizzlies, yep. the Grizzlies? They uh, they put up a little bit of a fight, but not enough. Uh, that being said, uh, real quick, shout out to Garrett again for those tickets to the Allen Americans game. Got to sit out and hang out with him. Uh, if you haven't already, you've heard us talk about it before. You'll hear us talk about it again. Make sure to visit Toxic, te- toxic Texas, not Toxic, uh, TexasHockeyApparel.com. Uh, if you love hockey, if you love Texas, Patrick has the hoodie that we have dubbed the, the hug as a hoodie. It's the softest thing that you'll ever own in your life. Head on over to their website right now, social media at Texas Hockey Apparel. Make sure to stack some stuff. Maybe we'll talk to we'll talk Garrett into doing another Wada Hockey uh, promotional code again here in the next couple of weeks, depending on how the stars do. But that's enough about that. You guys are listening for one reason and one reason alone. He was 2015-16 Mr. Hockey Award. He led all of Minnesota Class AA in goals. He's a USHL alum for the Fargo Force. Uh, he was the 2016 25th overall selection by your Dallas Stars. He is a University of Minnesota Duluth Bulldog national champion, I believe, too. Watch out now. And he's currently a member of the Texas Stars. Riley Tuff, D, welcome to the show. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. Glad to be on. Well, I mean, obviously it's been a weird season for you guys with uh, quarantine, COVID. Uh, Personally, you have been busy, my man. Recently engaged, I see. Yep, yep, recently engaged. That's awesome. And congratulations. uh, new father as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just pulling, you're you're pulling like the Klingberg on us. Klingberg just had a baby girl, I believe, yesterday with his fiance. So it's like you're the the Texas Stars Klingberg at the moment. You're just you're living the dream down there. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. Um, They're both down here with me and keeping me company, company, and and putting a a face or a smile on my face when I come home from the rink. That's for sure. So I was gonna say that's that's got to be quite. quite comforting. I know a lot of guys, especially with the travel and, uh, you know, being in your, your home arena, you don't always get to go home to your family, but you have the opportunity now to, to be able to, you know, step out of the locker room, jump in your car, go home and know that your family's going to be there every day. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very nice being able to spend time with them. And, um, you know, I've, I've said it before, but, um, if there's going to be a time for, for something to happen like the the virus, um, it worked out great because I got to spend a bunch of time with them. Um, you know, I got to spend ten months with them during the off season, so a um, little bit longer than I expected. But happy to be back here in uh, in Texas playing again. And were you guys up in Minnesota during the off season? Yep. Yeah, we live about uh, 20, 20 minutes north of uh, Minneapolis. Oh, that's awesome! I've been able to visit Minneapolis once before. Was in winter, so it was a little it was a little brisk, uh, but well worth it. I love <laughs> yeah. that city. Um, well, let's start from the beginning. I, I actually had a question here uh, written down about you know draft night, which we'll we'll definitely jump into. But um, you know, doing a little research, you you uh, won a national championship with Minnesota Duluth. Was it one or two national championships you guys won? Uh, we won two of them. And you guys were there three rows cons- or three years consecutively, correct? Yeah. So my freshman year we went. Um, that was in Chicago. My sophomore year was in St. Paul, so we won it right in our basically our backyard. Oh, that's sick. Uh, nice. the XL Energy Center. And then my third year it was in uh, Buffalo, New York, and we won my second and third year. So good bounce back seasons. 
Yeah, I would say so. So you've pretty much had success at all levels the, thus far coming into basically the game, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I've definitely been lucky with, with being on winning teams. Um, you know, obviously last year down here in Texas, we, we had a good team, but um, season got kind of a little short, so I was looking to go three years in a row with, with the championship, but um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't make it happen. Unfortunately, the pandemic is undefeated at this point, it seems. Uh, well, real, that's, I mean, the backstory kind of writes itself. You, you've basically been top tier all career long. How was draft night for you? Were you, or your, I guess your camp, so to speak, were you guys in communication with the stars uh, before going into that night? Did you expect to be selected by the stars or did you kind of go into that evening going, you know what, i, I I know I've proven myself on the ice thus far. It's really mm-hmm. going to be up to the franchises and the managers moving forward where I end up. Yeah, I honestly had no idea. Um, you know, uh, um, I'm not sure if you guys are too familiar with with draft year, but basically what happens is you get invited to the um, the combine, and that year it was held in uh, Buffalo, New York, as well as a draft, and you do all like your fitness testing, and then like the second so like the first two days you do all your fitness testing and then like the last two days you you're meeting with teams and I think I I mean I was you know close to that end of the first round second round type of a pick so uh, I, I met with like 28 teams I think um, and, and Dallas was one of them um, and then when I came back to the draft like a month later um, I had like four other additional interviews and Dallas was not one of them. So um, it kind of came in to a little bit of a shock when, when they picked me, but um, obviously it was, was very happy to uh, be picked by them. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always wild. Uh, The, the stars, I don't want to say stars uh, had uh, the draft here at the American airlines uh, center and, I believe it was the draft that title Andrea was selected and mm-hmm. just being able to see all those guys and uh, you know, you guys sitting with your families and things like that, just to see the shock. Um, it, it really goes to show how uh, you know, hard you guys have to work to actually make it to that level. Obviously it's a very small number just to play semi-professional professional hockey and then to jump into the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I will, I do have one question. I, before we kind of jump into the next subject, do you remember the most memorable person you spoke to? Uh, you said you met with about 20 teams. Was there one guy, because obviously you guys look up to these players, we all do, uh, guys like Mike Madano, Joe Sackick, that are now in front offices for these teams. Do you have any of those guys that you were able to talk to or share stories with? Oh, God, I don't – I can't <laughs> think off the top of my head right now, but, um, you know, there was a lot of, like, former players and um, – in the draft meetings, um, which was really cool. I can't think of any at the top of my name, but, uh, you know, a lot of former NHL players, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was super cool. I mean, obviously as a, as a young kid, you're, you're going into those interviews, uh, not say, saying a whole lot. You try to be yourself, but you're kind of shaking in your boots at the same time. You're, you're sitting in the middle of the room with about 15 people looking right at you. So, <laughs> <laughs> right it's like you know, an interrogation it's kind of uh intimidating a little bit but um, <laughs> where know, were you that you night you try <laughs> yeah. to do the best you can to to act yourself so you said you met with 28 teams while you were up in buffalo 
how does that work? Is that like is it like speed dating with teams where it's just <laughs> rapid fire like every five minutes? Yeah, so you get like a you get like a schedule actually. So like basically what happened was um, it was at the Buffalo Sabres Arena and all the teams had like a suite, their own suite around. So basically okay. like you get a schedule and it says like what time you're meeting with this team, what time you're meeting with this team. And you basically just wait. Um, you, you know, you're walking around trying to find these these sweet numbers um, that teams are in, and you're seeing how the players walk back and forth on you know who they're meeting with and stuff. So it's it's kind of cool actually the the way that they do it. But um, yeah, I mean that's that's basically how it went. So you're walking around. Do you see and you're seeing people go out left and right? Are you seeing people like uh, like oh I'm definitely better than this guy like. <laughs> you know like your nemesis are out there you know like yeah i mean i think you recognize like some people on like where they're like ranked and stuff um you know but i didn't know all the players obviously because i hadn't you know there's major junior guys there and i obviously didn't play in that league so um but just like all like the college players and stuff that that were my age i was walking around seeing all those guys and stuff and you know just kind of like knowing where they're ranked and stuff in the, in the central scouting. So um, just peek your head into the, into the uh, conference room afterwards. Like, Hey, he's a scrub. <laughs> like whatever he told you, like he's yeah. been padding his stats for the past year. Don't pick him. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how was that transition? Uh, would you say from, from, you know, being Mr. Hockey in high school and then moving up to, well, and Correct me if I'm wrong. You were drafted and then chose to go to college at Minnesota Duluth, correct? Yeah, yep. I was. Uh, I got drafted out of high school, then went to Minnesota Duluth as a freshman. So, so how was that transition going from from high school hockey to college hockey, uh, and then into the, I guess you could say, professional level of the NHL AHL. You know, going from like high school hockey to college hockey, um, it was a, a big transition, especially for for me being a, a big kid. Um, I knew it was going to take some time, and I think everybody thought me coming to Duluth as a true freshman, I was going to be like, you know, like Superman coming in, like going to put up all these numbers. But it actually took me like 16 games to get my first my first point in uh, in college hockey, which is, you know, kind of a long time. And then my second half, I went home for Christmas break with like zero points actually. And then I came back and I finished the year off with like 17 points, which is pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy big jump. So, um, you know, just like everywhere I've been, um, you know, it's always taken me some time to get going. And obviously last year it took me quite a bit to get my first professional goal. But I think that um, the, the jump was a little bit better from college to, to pro because, you know, you're, you're kind of used to that speed. And um, now you're just going up against stronger guys that are, you know, good sticks and stuff. And it's only going to be a bigger jump when you get to the NHL. But um, I think for me the biggest thing is is just sticking with it. Um, you know, I'm a big body and I can skate. So, um, you know, I think the sky's the limits to me. For me, and, you, you know, you're seeing all these draft picks that uh, have already played in the NHL. And, uh, you know, I'm just obviously one of those players that haven't played in the NHL yet from, from that 2016 draft. But, um, you know, I like to, to say I'm kind of marinating right now in the American League. Um, you know, I'm a big body and, um, 
you know, sky's the limit to me. I think uh, I have to give myself a little credit, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the to the day I get called up to Dallas. Hopefully, that's uh, soon here. Oh, for sure. Uh, it, for those that aren't, are obviously listening and, and haven't seen your frame, we actually commented on the fact that you're what six six. Yeah, yeah, six. And that's six. not on skates, ladies and gentlemen. That yeah. is just <laughs> yeah. that is just straight Riley coming in hot. Uh, so yeah, and you're you're a you're a powerful forward. It's just insane. Yeah, I don't see how you don't make it in the NHL within the next couple of years. Uh, obviously. It's got to be super motivating, like you were saying, to see guys not only in the same draft class as you in the NHL, but now you're seeing guys like Robo, uh, you know, obviously Ty Delandria recently, Jake Ottinger with the situation with the goaltending. So these are guys that you've, you know, skated with, played with, you know, sweated, Mm -hmm. you know, on the ice with. So got to be super motivating. And I don't see any reason why you won't be up there, uh, you know, in the next year or so for sure. Uh, One follow up. You mentioned like the transition on the skill level side as far as transitioning from a high school kid to a college athlete trying to balance obviously hockey's super big up mm-hmm. in minnesota how was that balancing your social life with being a student athlete and trying to be on the ice and productive in your hockey career and then to transition from there to to full-time professional hockey yeah it's uh you know, it's definitely, yeah. I, you know, went into college and hadn't been away from home yet. You know, you see a lot of these guys leave when they're sophomores in high school and going to play AAA and going to play in the USHL. But, um, you know, I, before my high school season, I played a little bit in the USHL. Then after I played a little bit in the USHL and I had a bill at family. So it's not like I was gone for, you know, six months out of the year. Um, you know, so it was a bit of a transition for me to go to college and not live at my parents' house and be with them every day and not having your mom cook meals every night. Yep. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it is a big transition. Then you add in school to that and, uh, you know, you're waking up, going to class and you're going to practice and you got to take care of yourself. So, I mean, it is a, a big transition, but you, you learn pretty quick with the guys that you live with. And, um, you know, it's nice having a roommate uh, that first year. In college, I live in an apartment with three other guys, so um, it's definitely, it was definitely nice having those guys around, and they're kind of going through the same situation as me, so it's nice, um, you know, not doing it alone. So and you now, said you listen to the three other guys. What's that? Sorry? I was going to say, you said you live with uh, three other guys. Um, have you had any just god-awful roommates from the team that you played with that you want to kind of throw under the bus or you want to a little secret like just a guy who was just like notorious for leaving the dishes out or like Man, fuck this uh, guy. yeah <laughs> taking upper deckers no I yeah, don't, yeah. I don't think, like all my roommates were were awesome they were great um one night i came home i don't know if you guys know nick wolf at all he plays he's in the boston bruins organization um plays with providence right now but one time um, I came home and this was like late at night after like a Saturday night game. So, or actually I think I was sleeping and he came back in, um, you know, from a night out. I wasn't 21 at the time he was. So um, I didn't get a chance to go to the bars right away. My freshman year um, and I came, I, I woke up in the morning and I was like, something just smells like, I don't know what it is. And I go out and uh, <laughs> The oven's on, and there's a pizza just black. No. Oh, no. <laughs> you, forgot, you forgot the pizza in the oven. 
pretty funny. But, We've all uh, been there. I was going to say, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never related to uh, an NHL caliber type player more. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I'm just glad it happens to other people other than myself. So yeah, <laughs> you're not yeah. alone. <laughs> I know. I, yeah, this is a, this is a collective group of, of degenerates that you've run into this evening. So <laughs> I think we've all had the burnt pizza and I can guarantee you there's probably at least, you know, 20 or 30 people that are going to listen to this and go, damn, I've done that before. And then yeah, they just exactly, turn, this, yeah. turn the volume down in shame so they don't have to hear the rest of the story. Uh, <laughs> to kind of jump back into uh, into playing, uh, obviously quarantine has thrown everyone's routines out of whack and, and everyone's just been kind of adapting and overcoming whatever obstacles have been thrown out in front of us. Uh, that being said, like when it comes to routines and it comes to traditions, do you have uh, any superstitions or what's pregame look like for you? Are you one of the guys that's up in the stands taping their stick or what's, what's going through your head, you know, say two hours before a game? Um, I think my, I mean, I'm, I'm not really like super, um, you know, I'm not big into like my pregame rituals. I don't have any, I'm not like, I don't have to do something like every game, but, um, you know, try to get a good meal in me. Um, whenever we play, if we play at like seven, I try to eat at like twelve thirty to one ish. Um, I think eating for me, especially being with a diabetic, is is huge just to keep my blood sugars under control. I think a lot of people, you know, obviously don't have that situation where they're, um, you know, working with diabetes and and trying to get their blood sugar level before the game. But uh, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the the biggest thing for me is just you know trying to eat. Um, you know, the best I can, um, leading the night before a game and, and, um, on game day too. So it's just about taking the right amount amount of insulin and, uh, trying to get that blood sugar dialed in for the game time. Now, and that's something that, uh, we didn't really touch on, but since you brought it up, I do want to ask, you know, do you have any advice? Because obviously there are a lot of kids coming up, uh, specifically here in the South and Texas that are playing hockey. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for the kids growing up that may be uh, type one diabetic that are maybe going through the same struggles that you've gone through um, that you can kind of give them, you know, obviously eating and having the, the correct diet is one thing, but mm-hmm. um, is there anything you can kind of offer to, to the kids that are, you know, maybe eight, nine, 10 and, and not knowing, you know, really how to deal with, uh, playing hockey on top of having diabetes? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, there's a lot of ups and downs I go through, um, you know, being being a diabetic and for every diabetic out there, whether you're an athlete or not. But uh, I think especially the athletes, because you're, you know, you're especially when you're young like that, you can have, you know, your schedule can be kind of thrown off. As a professional, you're, you're practicing every day, you're playing every day, um, you know, as a young kid that you have days off and that can kind of mess with your blood sugar because you're not uh, exercising and whatnot. But, um, you know, for me, like I have to cut back on my insulin a lot if I play games or, you know, practice Mm -hmm. hard. Um, So that can kind of be an adjustment, but just like want to let them know that like, you know, you're not alone doing it. Um, You know, I went through a bunch of struggles to get to where I am today and, uh, you know, obviously still chasing my dream, but, um, you know, doing it with, with being a diabetic too. So if I can do it, they can do it, you know, for sure. For sure. I think that's awesome. Uh, I'm, I mean, obviously it's something that, you know, it's, it's not a touchy subject, but obviously it's a hard for a lot of kids out there. So I think it's awesome for them to have someone like you. And, and hopefully we see you, you know, in the NHL sooner rather than later, like we said, mm-hmm. that being said, you know, with, with you wanting to be in the NHL, 
Um, obviously you're serving in the AHL right now, which is the best way I can describe it to people. You know, you're a baseball fan, so you're all, you'll appreciate this is basically mm-hmm. NHL is MLB. Then you have AAA, which is the AHL and then AA, which is ECHL. And then there's a bunch of different letters under that, that you kind of <laughs> just jumble up. Um, mm-hmm. but that being said, what is your focus, your biggest focus as far as like improving your game goes right now? Uh, you said, you know, obviously being a big body and being out there and being able to pound with guys that are, let's be honest, nearly half the size you are, uh, being a, a powerful skater. What's something that you've been working on your game specifically that you think will be able to take you to the next level? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a big thing for me that, um, you know, I've been working on, um, you know, ever since last year, I didn't play, um, you know, obviously in college, I was a big offensive threat. Um, didn't play penalty kill at all. Um, in professional hockey, I am playing penalty kill. So I think for me, um, if I want to make that next level, I really got to dial in that defensive game, um, which I feel like I have been doing. Um, you know, playing playing a big defensive role, I think, is huge for me. Um, playing the penalty kill, playing the power play now. So um, getting a lot of touches down here in the American League. And um, like I said, I think the biggest thing for me is just you know, playing with the puck, holding on to it as long as I can, making plays, um, you know, holding on to the puck down low, not just throwing it away. So, um, yeah, I feel like I've I've done a lot of that, taking pucks in the net. Um, you know, it's easy to say you got to do it too, but those are just some type of things I'm I'm trying to work on because I think that's what's going to take me to the next level, and uh, you know, just just getting stronger down low. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. This is something that. Uh kind of just off the cuff I wanted to ask you I just thought about have you been paired or have you been on the same line as Thomas Harley at all and if so what's that what's that been like seeing someone that's kind of been in the same position as you uh come up uh so fast I mean obviously he was uh draft pick not even two years ago and now he's AHL and you know he's got a couple reps got a couple cups of tea in the NHL already yeah yeah for sure no he's a great player um you know sometimes I'm out there with you know he's um Sometimes my line's paired with his uh, defensive pairing. Um, you know, he's uh, he, he's great. <laughs> it doesn't even seem like he's skating out there, but he he's skating like he can he can absolutely fly up the ice. Um, he's he's a very dangerous player and will be a dangerous player for the Dallas Stars. And uh, mark my word for that because I I see the kid every day in practice and he, he sky's the limit to that kid. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Jason, I think you had uh, a philosophical type question. Jason's Jason's our f- uh, philosophizer of the show. <laughs> he asks the deep questions. Sure. No, like so <laughs> no, I just uh, I like to yeah dig a little deep. So see, <laughs> so earlier earlier we we're talking about Jason's dream. Obviously, dreams NHL. You know, so who kind of put that in your head? Like who who. Who inspires Riley to be Riley? You know, God, there it is. There it is. <laughs> um, you know, I think uh, a lot to do with it is my my whole family. Like, I grew up watching my older brother play play hockey, and I always wanted to, to you know, to be at at his level and, and both my brothers' level. You know, always playing with the the older kids when I was younger, um, and I always knew I could hang with them. So. I always just wanted more when I was younger, like never, nothing was ever good enough. You know, I think that's really what ins- inspired me is just, you know, being that little kid at the rink playing hockey, like, um, you know, which is something super special to me. Um, 
So, I mean, if, if, if I could say if it was just one person, I'd, I'd say it would probably be my brothers. Uh, I can't just say one, but, uh, you know, just always, you know, being on top of me, um, you know, shooting pucks in the garage and, and just always getting better every day. Do you feel like, I, I mean, because personally, like, you know, I play D-League here. You know, I'm not great. Not a big deal. World, but <laughs> humble, but humble do, brag. But I do I do feel like whenever I get an opportunity to play with somebody who plays in a, in a B or C or hell, even A-League, mm-hmm. that I feel like my game steps up to the next level. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be the worst player on the ice, obviously, but I'm yeah. obviously not going to be the best player on the ice. So do you feel like uh, because you were always trying to compete with your brother and play with the older guys – that it definitely helped elevate your game to that. Yeah, it felt sure. like expedited a lot. Yeah, I think you know, like I said, they definitely, definitely pushed me. Um, you know, you always wanted to to be at their level, so you know, I got got a chance to play with uh, my middle brother in high school, so that was pretty fun. I was a freshman, and he was a junior, and then I played with him my sophomore year when he was a senior. So, um, you know, always playing street hockey in the cul-de-sac and. And uh, with all all the buddies, so I don't want to be goalie anymore. I don't care if I'm the youngest kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired yeah, of getting hit goalie. all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was the goalie. I, I was. That's another thing too. Is I wanted to be goalie when I was uh, when I was uh, you know when I was younger. I wanted uh, to be a goalie, but my my parents and my dad said said no. He kind of talked me out of it. But um, <laughs> lucky for Jake Ottinger, otherwise I'd probably be in a spot right now. <laughs> 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 I feel like I feel like everybody young and old, no matter what time you put skates on for the first time, you hit the ice and you struggle and you look like a like a baby draft. Yeah. Something goes through your mind where you're like, This is this is I hate this. I'll just be a goalie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's how it happened. Like I was I, you know, I was playing in line and I wasn't scoring any goals and I was like, Why am I not scoring any goals? But I was, I was like a bigger guy. And so they were like, you know what? You probably do really good in goal and so through my entire inline career, I end up just playing goalie. There you go. And uh, <laughs> now I'm just one to know as a beer leaguer in goal because <laughs> yeah. we, were, we ended up getting kicked out of playoffs after like the first round. And I jokingly, because I was the captain of my team at the time, and I told him, I was like, oh, Robbie, you're fired. He's like, no. I was like, you got to find a new team. And he's like, all right, yeah. Fine. He's like, you could play goalie next week. I was like, all right, fine. And then <laughs> we were like, he texts me like middle of the week. He was like, hey, man. It's like, I kind of want to skate out. He's like, you want to play back in net? I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> so we just, we went to a drop in on like the Wednesday before just to make sure it's even feasible. Like I could wear his pads and he could wear mine and we can. And so I, tra- we traded out. I ended up winning the game uh, three to two. So, so your, your, your professional you career is one and oh. I want to say it's professional. Definitely not. Definitely. Well, I mean, you know, very, very heavy air quotations, but don't yeah, you ever play yeah. goalie again? You, you keep that 1,000 win percentage. I should stop my uh, collection of goalie gear then. Oh, for sure. Slowly been acquiring it so I could play it. <laughs> they could seem free, so it <laughs> seems seems like a pretty pretty memorable moment for your career, uh, Patrick. I feel I feel like you had had something brewing over there. Yeah, you mentioned you know you got to play with your brother in high school, which is cool. Um, I have an older brother myself, and was just on the cusp of playing sports with him. Sure. With that in mind, what's been the most memorable moment? to date whether that's something all the way down in little league or all the way up through the ahl so far what's what's really stuck out to you as as a top moment on the ice um i think 
<laughs> you know, it's hard to pass up uh, playing in those all three of those national championship games. Um, it was just unbelievable, you know, playing, especially the one uh, my sophomore year in St. Paul. Uh, you got the, you know, three fourths of the, of the crowd are, are Minnesota Duluth fans, and you know, so it's you know they're all chanting Bulldogs and stuff during the national anthem. So that was something that was really special and got to win that game. So um, I think that that tops it right there. Talk about a home field advantage to have right. exactly. the whole stadium be your fans. Exactly. Um, this this just kind of dawned on me. Um, you were talking about those national championships when you were with uh, Minnesota Duluth. Did you ever play against uh, Tyler Sheehy? I believe he played for University of Minnesota as well. Yep, yep. I uh, I know Sheehy. I, I skied with him in the summers too. So uh, we've gotten to know each other pretty well. That's pretty awesome. That's it's a kind of a small world. That's one of the guys that's on the All Americans that just got uh, pushed up to the AHL Iowa Wild. Mm-hmm. Um, just dawned on me. He was. It's got to be crazy to kind of see all your friends out there and, and, you know, knowing that he's now, you know, up where you are, you guys are kind of, you know, from that same area and you can push each other to kind of go to that same level. I, I don't know what made me think of that, but when you brought up those national championships again, yeah. I just remember I've told these guys about it before. Tyler Sheehy is always that guy on the ice that just flies around. It doesn't matter who else is on the ice with him. He makes everyone look like molasses out there. Yeah. Well, I think it's time for, um, a little segment that we just came up with before the show called questions with Chloe. For those that are unaware, uh, Chloe is an absolute badass. Um, I try not to cuss a lot because I know she listens and I don't want her mom to get mad at us. <laughs> that being said, uh, Chloe's a badass. Uh, she's beaten cancer twice. I think she's only 15 years old now. Um, I think we're all collectors of the, uh, the Chloe beanies that she sent us. She was kind enough to send some to uh, Riley, you and your family. Um, she most recently sent some to uh, me and the boys here at Wada Hockey and our friends, the Slapshot Sweethearts. But uh, you're her favorite player. Uh, Vern Fiddler retired. We are a, Cl- uh, a Chloe-based podcast because we had Vern Fiddler <laughs> on a couple episodes, and now yeah. we've got you on. This is basically Wada Hockey with Chloe. So that being said, I reached out to Chloe, and I had her uh, give us some questions to ask you. So if you're ready, I'm going to fire away just like that, uh, that YouTube video that Jason and I did research on where this guy asked you 60 questions or 60, uh, 60 questions. Yeah. 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 First and foremost, uh, what's your, uh, what was your favorite team and your favorite player growing up? Um, growing up, my favorite team, hometown kid, Minnesota wild. Um, That's okay. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jeff is not friends with you. You Wild, and uh, my favorite player, you know, kind of an inspiration to me was is Nick Bukestad. Uh, I played with my brother. Rest times with my brother. Now plays for the Minnesota Wild, so um, <laughs> I do a lot of nice a lot of time watching the Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild right now. So um, you know, that's that's probably. Who. Before we jump into the, into the next question, um, did you kind of take some solace? Because obviously, if you're a hometown kid, you wanted the Minnesota Wild to pick you up. You you know, you live the dream. You're like, if I go to one team, does it kind of feel pretty cool though, knowing that you at least went to the team with some historical ties to Minnesota? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, it's yeah, it was. If it, if it wasn't Minnesota, it would be Dallas. So uh, it worked out pretty well. Very nice, very nice. Well, question two from Chloe: uh, Who is the coach that inspired you the most? Well, that's a tough one. I think uh, you know all my youth hockey coaches. 
um, were, were a big uh, inspiration to me and, uh, you know, kind of pushed me through through the hard times and good times. So I've um, got to give a lot of, a lot of credit to, to all my youth hockey coaches all the way up through uh, Mites to Bantams. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. This one's a big one from her. She said, this is her favorite question to ask people. And she might've already asked this, uh, before. Um, so you might be prepared, but if you could have dinner with four players, past or present, she was very specific on four for whatever reason, uh, who would they be and why? Oh gosh. Um, (laughs) I know it's a burner. It is a burner. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of players out there that I'd like to eat with, but I'd say like, Maybe like Wayne Gretzky, um, you know, arguably, arguably the Definitely. greatest hockey player of all time. Uh, Absolutely. Maybe like uh, a Bobby Orr, um, Cindy Crosby, and Alexander Ovechkin. Let's go with all four. And you know, one of them's going to pick up the tab for yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. If they're not picking up the get tab, the, get, go ahead and get the porterhouse. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and bring me another round. Whatever you want, boys. Yeah. It's on him. But no, all, all great hockey players and you know players that I, I I'd like to watch the most. So, oh, for, for sure, for sure. Uh, the the most important I think question that uh, Chloe asked, and this is probably the this is actually the one that led me to asking her to you know if you want to ask him some questions, let me know. We'll have him on. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know: Do you prefer regular or spicy ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I've ever tried spicy ketchup. Oh man, we got to get you on it. You're you're in the promise. Yeah, you're in the promised land of Texas, which is means that a, is that a thing or what? I think it's it's mostly it's popular. It's only Whataburger. Whataburger. Oh yeah. okay. Which is our namesake. That's where we get the water hockey from. That's where we get the orange crosses from. Again, we say it every episode. Please don't sue us, Whataburger. We're just having fun. <laughs> um, have you yeah. have you ever been to Whataburger? I don't I don't think I have either. Oh man, is that is that better than In and Out? Oh, for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. Ask for a fiddler, even though he picked In and Out. Not even close. Okay, well, maybe I'll have to try it then. Yeah, yeah. It's, would... it's it's better after a late night of uh, whatever down some brews, you know. Yeah, yeah. And getting yourself a number twenty with bacon and All right. some spicy ketchup. We've All never right, been there well. before, obviously. You can uh, all. If you don't want to go to Waterburger, you can always run down to HEB. They sell their ketchup and spicy oh, ketchup separately. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, maybe uh, it, it's definitely a game changer in the condiment section. So well, maybe I'll have to come back on and uh, and tell you what I prefer. Spicy. Yeah, we'll do we'll do a uh, a, a comparison review. Oh, yeah. Uh, that being said, too, man, you're living the dream because not only are you getting to play professional hockey for a living, you've got your family with you. Mm-hmm. You can come home and see them every day. You also get to go to HEB. Like HEB is the most beautiful grocery store of all time. We don't have them in Dallas. There's like a weird line that they will not cross. And so we're stuck with Central Market, which is like. You guys don't have HEB there? We don't. There's literally a line that they do not cross for for like a gentleman's agreement with another grocery store chain that they would not cross. And there's been rumors circulating for years. Like we're all Texas boys. We're all Dallas born and bred. We've been here for our whole lives. Yeah. And all we've wanted is just to see that HEB around the corner. Yep. And, wow. and there's, yeah, people will so drive an, an hour out of their way, an hour from their homes just to go to the HEB, the closest one we have. Wow. So Where relish it. Where's the closest uh, one? I believe it's in Waxahachie is the closest one. Is that, yeah, is that so. on the way to Austin? Oh, yeah. 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 It's about yeah, maybe, uh, it might, maybe if I go up, I'll have to make a pit stop for you guys or something. 
<laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes, when you, when you get the call up, uh, yeah. When you get the call up to the NHL, don't forget the, the, the three boys from water hockey and pick us up some butter tortillas and spicy ketchup. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, we were going to ask if you prefer in and out or water hockey, which is okay. If you haven't had water burger before, yeah. it will, we'll make sure or in and out and water burger, not water hockey. That's us. Uh, get it together, Jeffrey. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to get your uh, we'll have to get your professional opinion on Waterburger. Uh, you'll have to try it sometime here soon, guys. Let's let's lead it into the uh, Razorism of the week. Let's get uh, Riley Tufty on this Razorism of the week and see what he thinks about it. All right, let's dive right in. I I mentioned last week I was going to get us an official Razorism of the week sound drop for the intro. I didn't do that. I'm sorry. So okay. here's our here's our Razorism of the week. Here's Rope Hints. Wade's backhand scores! What a goal from Rope Hints. Pulled the string. And the Stars lead it 4 nothing. That's the second pin for the Stars to pounce on a free puck. This time it's Hints. And my filth meter just went off as he pulled it backhand around Corpusalo and lifts it home. He's had quite a return to the Stars lineup tonight. Drawn a couple power plays and now shows shot on the forehand, freezes Corpusalo. That's going to do it for his night. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, Riley, have you have you been able to, to listen or watch any of the games where yeah, yeah, Razor yeah. goes? I mean, I we're the luckiest team in the world to have Razor. Oh yeah, the guy is just he's in great. love with himself. Yeah, he's a legend. He's awesome. He's a man. Yeah, that I mean, we'll we'll hear the uh, the Riley Tufty uh, Razorism here in the next in the next season or so. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this before we we wrap things up here. Uh, with the expansion drafts coming, how do you feel? Like, what's what's it like for for someone in the AHL right now with the aspirations to be in the NHL in the very near, near future? Um, do you see this as an opportunity because obviously one guy is going to get picked to the expansion team in Seattle, or what's what, what's kind of the outside view? Or are you even paying attention at all at this point to it? Yeah, honestly, uh, you know, I follow NHL discussion on Instagram and kind of see their. Um, you know, their expansion draft things. But I, I honestly, like, don't put too much thought into that. Um, you know, just obviously trying to focus on my game down here in the American League. But, um, you know, as far as, like, being, like, protected or unprotected, I think I have to get protected by, by Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that that team can pick me up. But right. I think, you know, obviously there is, there is an opportunity. Um, you know, just think there's – However many, you know, 22 more more spots, you know, open for both organizations, um, you know, Seattle's team and then their American team. So it's right. there's definitely opportunity to be there. But, uh, you know, obviously trying to trying to focus on my game down here and not think too much about that. For sure. For sure. Well, I mean, we can't thank you enough for jumping on and hanging out with us and chatting real quick. Boys, if you have any more questions, uh, if not, we can we I- can wrap this up. I do have a uh, a couple more. Oh uh, shit! Are we about to get philosophical again? No, 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 no. Just trying to, um, <laughs> trying to, uh, you know, your your dad now, and and how's life been? I guess like being a dad and and trying to balance the the personal life. I know we kind of touched on it earlier, but like, 
you know, I, I'm relatively new dad. My son's turns two in May. Sure. So what's that been like? You know, especially I, you mentioned even during quarantine, you know, you get, you got to spend a lot more time with them. And so, yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. You know, like I said, it, it's the best feeling coming home, um, you know, to a family from the rink uh, after a day of practice. If it's, if it's a hard day of practice or, or a good day of practice, um, you know, it's always nice coming home to, to, you know, two people that can put a smile on your face. So, um, you know, it's been a bit of an adjustment, um, you know, obviously with, with, you know, the baby waking up in the middle of the night, um, you know, for the first few months and, um, you know, kind of past that stage now, he's sleeping through the night, but, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome, um, you know, seeing him grow and, um, you know, kind of finding a personality and, and he knows who daddy is now. So, which is super cool. It's like a mini sidekick. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. I'd, I'd, that's, yeah. that's how, kind of how I've been treating mine lately is, yeah. you know, he, he's, he's kind of my mini me, you know, he, he follows me around. He's starting <laughs> exactly. to read stuff that I say. So I'm, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be careful with what you say. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I gotta listen so, to shit. No, it's, it's awesome. It's probably one of the best feelings in the world. Dude, it, it, I know personally, it, it was a game changer. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, yeah, it kind of kind of sets wanna... you in your place, and you know, I think I think last year he was, you know, he was born and it started to kick me in the ass a little bit, and excuse my language, but. <laughs> You know, it got me going a little bit. You know, um, you know, starting to realize that you're you're not only playing for yourself, but you're playing for a family. So, right, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the inspiration that you may not have necessarily known that you needed, but when you when you had it, you kind of turned it up to a whole new level that you didn't mm-hmm. even realize you had. For sure. Oh well, that's uh, that's it for me. Okay, Jason, the philosophical <laughs> deep questions back again. No, Patrick, our resident dad. Yeah, he is. He's the resident dad, and we do have a resident mom too. It's Patrick's mom. Uh, she is awesome. That make, she makes the tumblers for water hockey. Uh, they're not married. Um, Patrick's mom is not married to Jason. That's not what I was implying. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, I mean, we were just super, super pumped to have you. Um, you know, we had Vern Fiddler on the show before, uh, but you are first active AHL NHLer. So, I mean, you're setting records and, and hopefully we're going to look back on this in two years and you're going to be in the NHL. We're all going to yeah. be boys. You're going to be wearing water hockey around. Absolutely. You're going to be like water, water burgers way better than in out boys. That's <laughs> yeah. I need, I need get to get one of those sweatshirts too. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll oh. have to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely Great. make it happen. Awesome. Guys. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, uh, Riley, there's only one thing left uh, to ask. We all have our own significant or significant. Let's try those words again because words are apparently hard for me right now. We all have our own uh, specific, there she is, sign-offs for the show. I think Vern Fiddler's was uh, back check, forecheck, paycheck. Ooh. That being said, if you had a sign-off for the show, what would it be? Oh, gosh. I know. We always put him on the spot. A whole nother, oh, gosh. That is, <laughs> that's probably honestly what I, w- I would say is forecheck back, but I can't say that one now. <laughs> um, Vern stole it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's a tough one. We like to put people on the spot so you don't have time to think about it beforehand. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's a tough question. I mean, you, you could go generic, pucks in deep. How about, how about this one? How about Texas forever? Love oh, it. There oh, go. there it is. Oh. Cater to the audience. Cater to the home team. Here, here we go. <laughs> well, you heard it there uh, from Riley Tufty, Texas forever. Uh, Jason, tell the people how they need to stay. I think you just got to stay moist. 
beautiful. <laughs> and Patrick, that. if I'm feeling down, what should I do? You just need to up that sass a little bit and stay Love sassy. It. And uh, last but certainly not least, uh, don't you ever, ever dare forget your Kermit tattoos. Yeah.